Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, folks, and welcome to the Stone and Tile Show. I am your host, Fred Houston, and uh, there's going to be an exciting show coming up here. Uh, those of you that uh, are on Facebook, uh, especially if you're uh, a member of the uh, GTP, the Global Tile Posse, you've seen this individual, uh, probably more famous than I am when it comes to Facebook. He's on there all the time in video, but we're going to be interviewing here uh, Jason McDaniel, and I'm going to get him on the phone in one second, actually right now. Let me see if I can get him on here. Are you there, Jason? I'm here, boss. All right. How's it going? Good, man. It's a nice sunny right. day here in Portland. Oh, but I bet you it's a nice rainy day here in Florida, but I bet you you're a lot a lot cooler than, than, than we are. Hey, Jason, uh, l- let's get started. Rather than me giving a long, lengthy interview of who you are or what you do, and uh, why don't you just go ahead and uh, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your company and uh, what you do. Yeah, you know, my name is Jason McDaniel. Uh, I own Stoneman Construction, which is a, a small tile company here in the Portland metro area. Um, I'm a certified tile installer, number 1273, uh, NTCA ambassador, and um, CTEF regional evaluator for the, uh, for the CTI program. Um, my company has four guys total, and uh, Jeremy Bickett is certified, my brother Sean and Brandon, who is three or four years into the game. So we're just a small company. We specialize in, you know, high-end residential and and uh, mostly residential, not very much commercial. Oh, that's great. Now, you know, I can uh... – you know, I saw your interview on uh, Luke Miller's show, Tile Money, which, by the way, folks, if you haven't checked out that show, definitely check it out. Just go to Google and, and type in Tile Money. And, uh, of course, I watch your videos all the time. Uh, you're, you're quite a, quite a character. I, I, really like, I really like your attitude. But one of the things you and I have talked about uh, in, in the past, and, and you talked this over with Luke as well as I've heard you talk about it with some other people too, and, and I really got to commend you on, on being able to admit that when you first started, you made all these mistakes, as we all have, and a lot of us don't like to admit that. So why don't we talk about some of those mistakes that you made, if you will, and uh, what, how, what you learned from those mistakes? Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously with Tile, I mean, there's just so much that goes into it. I mean, you know, my, my career started 19, 20 years ago in a, in a quartz and granite fabrication shop. So you know, uh, I, I've told this story a couple times, and I'm not going to to tell the lengthy version of it. But basically, I did solid surface countertops for seven or eight years, uh, learned how to fabricate early on. So, you know, I was taught to do countertops by guys that kind of made it up as they as they were going. So, you know, eight or nine years in, I just I, I kind of realized that I was not a very good employee. Um, you know, I, I always went against the grain. And so it, it, my mentor at the time, his name is Mark Cimento, he said, listen, I'm not going to hire you back. So, you know, maybe you should start your own business. And so I started my own business. And a week into it, I had one job. I had, you know, forty or $50,000 in debt from buying a truck and a trailer and tools. 
So after my first job was done, I didn't have anything to do. You know, so here I am sitting in my house thinking, man, holy crap, how am I going to pay these bills? And uh, I got a phone call from a contractor, and he said, hey, we heard you do a lot of tile work. And I said, every day. And I had never set a tile in my life. So um, the long and short of it is I, I kind of learned on the fly. And uh, I, was, I, I picked up some stuff from a guy who was a 25-year tile, tile veteran. And, um, you know, you fast forward seven, eight years later, and I run into William White with Ardex, and, and I, I find out that I've been doing things wrong for seven or eight years. And um, I had no idea. I was always able to make the finished product look really nice and clean. I was a stone fabricator, so there really wasn't much I couldn't do with, with hard surfaces. So right. when I found out that I was doing things wrong, um, man, you know, I, I look back and realize that uh, – I had a lot of failed jobs out there that um, probably since have been torn out and replaced, I would guess. And so what about some some exact examples? Like what type of mistakes did you make? Well, you know, um, one of the things was just putting, putting wheat protection around clamping ring drains. I mean, that's a big one. I got, oh, I yeah. got a phone call three, three or four years ago. I got a phone call and I was doing this, master bathroom in northeast portland and i get a phone call from some customers who had a shower that i did you know i don't even know seven years prior one of my one of my first showers and it had turned out they told me they said listen our you know the exterior wall of our house is completely rotted out and we have to have the entire exterior wall in the bathroom area you know redone and fixed and so i went over there and i mean they weren't lying the uh, what had ended up happening was the, the the weep holes had gotten clogged because I didn't put you know any weep protection, and the water started backfilling, and it hit the hardy backer that was embedded in my mud, and started climbing up the hardy backer, and so I didn't have a vapor barrier behind it because why would I have done that? And uh, you know so it long and short of it is um, it failed, and I ended up having to replace it. You know, so I did. And uh, and then, you know, fast forward to even as recent as three years ago when we made the change from um, pan liners to liquid applied membranes and sheet membranes. Um, I had my waterproofing didn't bond to my ABS clamping ring drain. So I just got done fixing that failure. And that was just three years ago. So, I mean, it's, you know, I think that with tile um, – you can think that you're doing things right every day. You can be in there, you're doing your thing. And, and you know, if, if you don't take the, the 30 seconds to take some sort of a acetone or some sort of a solvent to clean off the drain that you're using or, or, or take a sponge and wipe down your substrate before you key in your thin set, a, a small step like that, if you miss that, can lead to a really unhappy homeowner and, uh, you know, a couple thousand dollars in repairs, if it's a bigger area, then you could be talking about tens and twenty thousand dollars. So I think oh, yeah. um, it's been mistakes like that that I've, uh, you know, that, I, that I've been learning from. Um, I think it's an everyday thing. I, I, every day I'm learning. Every day I'm, I'm, I'm on the forum. I'm looking at other people's work. I'm having phone calls with 
Dirk Sullivan and Carl Leonard and Joshua Nordstrom and people that, uh, you know, peers in the industry, and, and I'm picking their brains, seeing how, as a, as a crew, we can do things better, um, learn from our mistakes, and try to ensure that we don't have failures in the future. You know, I'm glad you said that. I remember something my dad told me many years ago. I was 16 years old. My dad was a center, so I grew up, you know, mixing grout, mixing mud, and wanting to do nothing but get out of the business. And lo and behold, here I am in the business again. But that's another story. <laughs> and uh, uh, I remember something he told me. I wanted to buy a motorcycle when I was 15 years old. And um, my dad was a rider. He rode motorcycles, and he said to me, and and this applies, I think, to what you're saying as well. And he looked at me and said. Okay, no problem, but the minute you think you're master of that motorcycle is the day you're going to get in trouble. And I think what you're saying is the same thing. The minute you think, and I run into installers all the time, Jason, that think they know everything. And what you're saying is so, so true. You know, you, you learn constantly. Things are changing in this industry at, at a constant a constant basis. So, uh, I, again, I commend you for uh, being able to own up to that because a lot of guys won't do that. And I think that just makes you better. So that that brings me to my next question, and my next question is, and this is a failure I see all the time, and I'm just wondering if you've run into this situation in your installations, and actually you had mentioned how it could cost you tens of thousands of dollars just yesterday. It's funny you should say this. Just yesterday I was down in Miami looking at a $38 million home with over $100,000 worth of tile that has failed. And the reason it has failed, and this is where I'm getting to, is that uh, they chose the wrong mortar for the type of backing on this particular tile. You know what I'm saying? You know, fiberglass resin back tiles, you know, where they just went went to Home Depot or Lowe's and bought a bag of cheap thin set. Hey, we're tile installers and we're installing this. And guess what? It doesn't stick. (laughs) Man. Have you run into that issue? Oh, well, yeah. This is an amazing conversation to have because – you know, I can recall when I started and even, again, that this seven-year period where I was just kind of winging it. And, and, again, I mean, there's so much that you can talk about when it comes to that. I mean, it was the recession, and, and obviously, you know, I'm out there grinding seven days a week, 15-hour days, trying to make ends meet, trying to stay busy. So, you know, I mean, I, I think I was just kind of running scared. And I wasn't really – I can't say that I was paying attention to the products I was using, and I never took the time – to you know, take a step back and, and read the label, you know, um, whatever label it is. And I mean, so that kind of leads into what you're saying is that, you know, fast forward to a couple years ago, uh, Hawthorne Tile, who's an NTCA five-star and probably, you know, the most respected tile uh, contractor in, in the Northwest in the Portland area, um, they referred us to a job that was out in the Newburgh wine country, a little bit too far of a drive for, for their guys. And it was an extremely custom uh, new build, new house. And so one of the materials on that project was a serpentine, serpentine marble, serpentine uh, mm-hmm. product. And so when I saw it, I, I knew that it was totally unique. I mean, just the look of it was extremely unique. And obviously, you know, I, I get goosebumps when I, when I see stuff like that because I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's not 3 right. by 6 white subway. This is going to be fun. So – I started asking questions about this material, and I'm, I'm just so thankful that I did because exactly what you're saying, it turns out that a serpentine marble will actually cup in the curing yep. process. Um, Absolutely. And so, yeah, I ended up 
getting on the phone with the right people, asking the right questions, and making sure that I use the right products. Um, you know, fortunately, I was tuned up to the templating game and things like that because I had to use a super rapid, which fully cured in an hour and 15, hour and 30 minutes. The only way to do the install was to template the area, pre-cut everything, so that when I mixed up a bag of mud, I was ready to go with my tile, and I could just get in there and set it. Um, but you are 100% right that there's so much out there right now, so many, uh, you know, not just setting materials, but, but new products that we're having to install with planks that are, you know, 10 feet long and all these crazy mosaics that we're doing. Um, it is extremely important to ask the supplier of the material for some sort of a, a, you know, spec sheet. And a lot of those spec sheets will have, you know, um, the products that they recommend you use. And so, you know, a lot of these companies have done the, you know, the work ahead of time to find out, okay, what's the best thin set, you know, to use when setting our products. So right. always take time. You know, we're in such a hurry, right? I mean, everybody's in such a hurry. So oh, you yeah. get in there and you just want to, you just want to start setting tile immediately. And just like what you're saying, if you take the extra few hours, the extra day or whatever it is to step back, kind of, you know, get your feet under you and say, all right, I'm going to figure out this. Is, I've never seen this product before. I want to figure out what I need to do to ensure that, you know, I don't have a failure down the road. And, and uh, looking at the product spec sheet and looking at the bag of Finset or the gallon of, of waterproofer that you're using, reading those labels and just taking that extra minute uh, can save you thousands of dollars in the future. No, I say amen to that. I, I can't tell you how many times I've run into guys that don't even read the, you know, read the, the, the back of the bag at the very least. And uh, it'll say the limitations right on the back of the bag. And it's just, it's amazing. But, you know, while we're on that subject, it's something interesting that, that I'm sure you're aware of this. And this has been an argument in the industry for years and years and years. And I'm wondering, if, again, if you've run into this. And that is, and I'm not picking on any, I want to make sure everybody realizes I'm not picking on any one manufacturer. But there happens to be uh, an issue with a certain type of membrane where they recommend uh, using a non-modified thin-set material. Hmm. And there's a conflict in what the membrane people are saying versus what the, say, the, the material that you're putting on top of it or, or whatever. Have you run into that conflict issue, I guess, is what I'm getting at? Yeah, you know, um, from what, you know what I'm talking about, right? There's only – yeah, I absolutely do. Uh, <laughs> okay, and, and I think it's, man, what a, what a, what a heavy – great topic this is right um so i think that uh you know i've run into that so this is what i do and i mean take it for what you will i don't use that product you know i i don't right. i don't like that and i there's there's some double standards going on there and yep. and i think that you know it, it it's it gets a little maddening i mean i there's so many uncoupling membranes out there um they all do about the same thing. Some of them are 100% waterproof. Some of them aren't. That's something right. that's really important to think about, you know. Um, so I just don't use the product. I do think it's an interesting topic. You could you could have a whole show on that for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 
It's it's funny because uh, you know when I do these inspections, especially uh, when there's a well, most of the time it's a failure. So I'm called in and uh, I get into this dilemma. Okay, who do we blame? Well, you know, and the, the guy like you is going to say, well, you know, I followed the manufacturer's recommendation, and so. I think your advice is really good there. You know, if you, you get into that conflict, just don't use that particular product, you know, regardless of what it is and find one where you're, where you're going to have a, an agreeable type uh, uh, type situation. Uh, let, let me stop a minute right. and give out the call-in number. If anybody's listening and wants to join the conversation or they have a question for Jason, uh, the call-in number is 323-870-3968. Of course, if you're listening to this on the archives later on, you can't call in. But uh, anyway, if you're listening live, that would be the number to, to call in about um my my next question is um you know what changes have you seen in the industry since you started for good or bad well i mean gosh yeah for good or bad and, and um, feel free to talk freely i mean this is <laughs> yeah i appreciate it uh well i think you you know me well enough to know that i will <laughs> but yes <laughs> um, but uh you know i i think that uh you know uh, what i had just spoke on a few minutes ago was a, a lot of the changes that are happening, you know, obviously this thin panel, large form, larger format tiles, um, you know, I, you know, what was it 10 or 11 years ago? What I saw was 12 by 12, four and a quarter, three by six. Um, you know, these days you're getting into uh, 24 by 48. Uh, I mean, you know, we're, we're doing a 16 by 32, um, glass tile has become huge, oh <laughs> and that is that is a whole little that that's a little nightmare with glass tile yep. over there. Oh, um, you know, and 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 I think that the, the changes I'm seeing is it's, it's on the product side. Obviously, um, setting material, manufacturer setting material side, a lot of changes there because those companies don't have a choice. They have to change with the times. They have you know if a if a product comes out that is a big giant panel. Well, every thin set manufacturer has to come up with the, with a product that you can use to get, you know, good coverage when you're doing it with better open right. time so that you have time to comb both, you know, both the, the tile that you're setting and the substrate. So I think the, the, the major change I'm seeing is a lot of, you know, plank tiles and that goes into tuning systems, right? I mean, if you, you have these, uh, these big plank tiles that are, that are totally warped and bowed coming off the press, you got to have some sort of a system to help you keep things flat and, and clean. Um, if, if you want, I mean, there's an art, there's a, an argument out there that if you use tuning systems that you don't know how to set tile, um, which I think is interesting, <laughs> you know, uh, yes. uh, that's a, that's an interesting argument there. Um, so I think that what I've seen a lot of is, is that, you know, tile sizes um, and with that comes, different products to, you know, to, to make your job easier to install them. So, you know, we use thin sets that have longer open times, right? So that we can comb it out on the floor and then you can kind of get up, go over to your product, key it in, directional trial it. And then when you get back to your mud, it's not totally flashed. You know, a lot of those older right. thin sets, they flash in just a few minutes. So these days, we use products that technically could sit there for 60 minutes if you needed the time. So um, I see that as, as probably, and then, you know, obviously we can get into the design side of things too, right? Because with oh, all no, these absolutely. products 
and all the, the mosaics and the crazy, you know, with water jets out there cutting all of these intricate, crazy mosaics, that kind of gets you into the, uh, the installation side of that with scribing. I mean, that, there's a huge kind of push in the industry right now for scribing. You've got guys like yep. Joshua Nordstrom, who he's scribing, you know, fish and giant octopuses into the back of showers. I mean, I, I think that the design side of things is really changing too because, you know, the homeowner, the consumer, the, the, the designer, the architect, the, the contractor, they're starting to catch wind of, you know, what we're doing out here by, you know, do, like I said, doing all this cut-in work. I've got that, uh, uh, the hashtag, no straight lines, because, you know, I, I, I don't, I, it, it's nice when you can take a product and not cut a straight line where you can cut that product into your field tile. So I think the biggest push is all the different products that are coming out, larger, smaller, mosaics, things like that. Yeah, I remember when uh, the um, um, uh, TCNA's uh, their their uh, actual handbook said that anything over an eight by eight was considered a large format tile, and of course that's changed <laughs> now, especially in recent recent years when we've got you know four foot by four foot tiles, and it's like it, it's 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 crazy, and we see all kinds of failures there as well, which is absolutely you know now so when when did you realize? I mean, uh, you know, obviously you're a certified installer. When did you realize? And you probably already answered this, but look over it again because I think it's important. Um, when did you realize you you wanted to go out and get get training to get to get more training to to, to learn more? At what point? Well, I mean that's that's a really easy answer because it was the day that William White came and John Aceve came to my job site uh, because I had a substrate that I had never dealt with before, and of course I took the job on because I'm not the kind of person that's going to back down from anything. Uh, when I first saw the warm board S, I had no idea what it was. But then, you know, my I was growing as an installer and as a business owner, and I kept I kept taking on bigger projects. Of course, at the time I was by myself. I had a guy that that worked with me from time to time. He was a an installer that worked with me from time to time. But for the most part, I was out there setting top by myself. So um, if a big job came up, I was going to jump all over it. So what ended up happening was I didn't know anything about the substrate. I didn't know how to bond to it, if there's something goes over it, kind of what to do. So I called four or five different manufacturers, and, you know, William White and John Aceve called me back first there with Ardex. So they showed up on my job, and, um, you know, they, they totally helped me out. They, they came up with a solution for me, um, and then William said, hey, let's go to lunch. So we went to lunch, and I remember we sat down, and he said, hey, you know, you're a – you're a really good installer, but you're, you know, you're doing things wrong. You know, I mean, it looks like you can, you can have a nice finished product, but what's going on underneath it is, it, you know, it needs to, you need some work on that. And, and he said, are you open to, to learning? Are you open to, to, you know, gaining more knowledge and becoming a better tile setter? And, and I said, absolutely. So he introduced me to tile geeks. I didn't know anything about it. And of course, you know, that just opened up this world, right? If not for oh, that conversation that day, I, I probably wouldn't be on the phone with you because I didn't know there was an industry out there. I've, I've said this before that I felt like I, w I was on an island kind of by myself. It was, it, was, uh, you know, it was sad. I mean it was a little depressing because I'd go to work every day, and here I thought, man, I, I'm good at this. I've got something to show the world. I've got an ability 
that I would love for people to see, you know? And in my mind, I thought, well, nobody's ever going to see any of this. So it started to get, you know, like I said, kind of, it, it got me down. And, and when I met William and he introduced me to Tile Geeks and, and um, I started seeing that there's actually an industry out there. He introduced me to the NTCA. Um, and then one of the bigger steps in, in my growth was him introducing me to Dirk Sullivan because uh, I'm sure you know who Dirk is. And Dirk yes. is he's, – he's one of the greatest people I've ever known. And he, he got me – Dirk said, you got to take the CTI. And I – what's that? You know. So there was – there happened to be a test going on at Dow in Portland – um, shortly thereafter. So I went down there with William and, uh, and I saw the test and Dirk said, this is, this is you, this is right up your alley. You got to do this. Um, and I, I said, well, yeah, I'd love to. So then I went to TSP in Palm Springs and that's when I met Scott Carruthers and Dirk, you know, brought me up to Scott and said, Hey, this guy right here needs to take the test. And of course it's the same response from anybody. You know, if, if, if somebody's knows you're going to take the test, they all kind of go, okay, you think you're good enough to do it, huh? You know, and uh, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so they set up, yeah, they set up a test for me at um, a trade show here in Portland on, I believe it was December 2nd, um, and that was a couple months from then. And uh, so I ended up taking my test that day. It just so happened that about 10 days before I had taken a piece of glass in my left hand and had 19 stitches. So when I took the test, I, yeah, I took the test with my, with my right hand. Um, and my left hand was, was wadded up because I couldn't use it. So it it, it was absolutely nerve wracking and, and I was successful. I mean, it was, uh, it was an amazing experience. Um, extremely difficult test, but, uh, I, I fared well that day. So that, that's really, when, when everything started for me was when I met William and John and, and William introduced me to Tile Geeks. And, you know, I was in Tile Geeks and uh, kind of noticed that it, it wasn't really my style. You know, I, I, I wanted a, a place that was a little bit more user-friendly for, for learning and, and some, a place that had a little different energy. So um, there was a few other groups out there, and uh, that's when – Dave Bitten suggested, hey, maybe, maybe we start our own group. And I had already kind of jokingly had the Northwest Tile Posse. You know, I was giving away <laughs> shirts and swag on, on Tile Geeks that said NWTP. So that's when we started Global Tile Posse. Um, it sat there for a couple months with nobody in it. And then, Dave, we invited a couple people, and here we are three years later with 6,000-plus and, and a – I would say a pretty pretty positive atmosphere in there. Yeah, I, I agree. There's and, and and you know what what you're saying, what you've said has opened up a ton ton of questions. But uh, let me see if I can get through some of my notes here that I've written about that. And yeah. that is, I think I think what you're what you're getting at as far as the training aspect goes and the help and everything is that networking has become extremely important for tile setters. You know, I remember back in my day. It was, you know, you, it was a big secret. I mean, no one wanted to give any information out. And what I see with these groups like GTP and others is that the sharing. Uh, would you agree with that? Absolutely. I think it's interesting because I get, you know, private messages and phone calls, um, you know, quite a bit from, from members and, and people that I've, a lot of them I've become very good friends with. 
And, they, you know, a lot of them say, man, thank you so much for, for helping me out and for, for sharing and, you know, being willing to have a conversation about this. And I think it's weird when I hear people say, yeah, you know, so-and-so doesn't want to, doesn't want to give up any of his, his tricks and stuff. I, I, to me, that's really interesting. I mean, it's hard enough right now to, to find young people. Uh, sorry, there's a truck going by. It's hard enough right now to find young okay. people to get into this trade. And, um, man, I, I think it's really important for some of the, you know, some of the more well-known uh, people like The Flash and, and uh, you know, Greg Twarog and these guys that are in the groups, for, for those people and myself to right. always be available for phone calls, always be available to answer any question. Um, I've FaceTime members before. I've had members come into Portland for just to visit their, their friends and family and, and get in touch with me and, and work with me for a day. Um, there's just nothing more important right now than, than hey, Jason, let me, these let me, young let me interrupt you. Let me, let me interrupt yeah. you. So, oh, we just logged. Well, I was going to say we had a caller come in, but the caller dropped off. So if uh, anybody's calling in, looks like they come from the 801 area code, which I think is Utah, isn't it? 801 Salt Lake City, maybe anyway. But anyway, I'm sorry to interrupt. I think it is, yeah. Caller, I? No, it's okay. Uh, but go ahead, ma'am. But go ahead. I was just saying just, yeah, just saying how important it is to, um, you know, to, to be available for, for the young people, old people, doesn't matter. Anybody that wants to learn this trade, it's important. If you're somebody that has information that you can help somebody out, absolutely make yourself available because it can change somebody's – I mean somebody could be having a bad day or you know, th- there could be somebody out there that, you know what, I, I don't want to do this anymore. It could just take one phone call to talk to somebody who's positive and excited about this trade, right. and next thing you know, the person that, that you're talking to is excited about the trade now. So, All right, we it, got that caller back. That's what Global Hold Tile Plus is about. Oh, here we go. Let me get this caller back. Let me see if we can get it in here. Uh, you on the line, caller, from the 801 area code? Yes, sir. This is Mario Gonzalez from Utah. I, hey, Mario. I know How Jason. Are you? I, I'm doing good. Hey, buddy. You got a question, Mario? Oh, just, or you're just listening. Okay. Yeah, I, I was just listening in. Yeah, I was just wanted to call talk to you guys. I was listening to the to the show, and it's people like Jason and you big time guys that are out there on the Facebook, out there getting and getting more knowledge to us installers out there and stuff. What you guys do is you get us, you get a, you guys get us a lot more educated in the industry. It doesn't matter how long we've been doing it, because I've been doing it for 18 years now, and I still am learning every day. That's a great That's attitude. If it wasn't for, if it wasn't for people like you, you know, it it makes us want to do this stuff every day. It makes us want to get better, and we're really working in some really nice homes. Once we get up there, and these are million-dollar homes, so we want to do a good job. You want to use all the right material. So, absolutely. I just wanted to say it's cool that you're out there doing what you do, Jason. Thank you, brother. Great. We appreciate yeah, it, Mario. Have a good one, buddy. Keep keep listening. All right. Now, you, uh, Jason, you mentioned something before. I, I'm kind of jump around here a little bit, but th- this is yeah. a situation that I want to know how you handle. I run into this 
all the time, and that is, you know, you go in. Well, let me give you an example of what what recently happened in an in in inspection that I did, where the installer said, well, you know, the uh, contractor, uh, and this can be residential or commercial, doesn't really matter, didn't give me the substrate preparation that I needed to install my tile. And I run into that all the time. You know, whose responsibility is it? Is it the tile setter's responsibility? Is it the, you know, the general contractor? Is it the concrete guys? What, what's your thoughts there? Well, you know, I've, I've, I've heard, and, and I, I kind of live by this now, um, that as soon as an installer, as, as a business owner, as a contractor, tile contractor, as soon as I set tile or start prep on a substrate, I own it. It means that I've, I've looked at it, and by my eyes, it's good to go for tile. So um, that, is on, I th- that is on the installer. You know, I think that it, it, you need to take – I mean, quick, quick little story. I had a, I had a wall fa- failure where, where the tiles were cracking out on, on a wall, and the, the wall had a pretty big niche in it. And you could tell that it was a niche. I mean, the, it was cracking out from the corners, and – there was a lot of weight coming down on that, on that niche. And it turned out that there, the, the framing wasn't right. There wasn't a king, you know, there wasn't a king stud up there to, to support that load on that shear right. wall. So, you know, um, I had pictures and um, at the time I just, I didn't know any better. You know, I mean, I had never taken the time to take a, take a straight edge and check a wall. I was just throwing board up. So um, I ended up replacing the whole shower. I took everything out, had a framer come in, had an, had an inspector come in, look at load to make sure that we were trans- transferring the load properly, and uh, I replaced the shower on my dime because, you know, I think that um, that was my bad. I, I accept the substrate as soon as I touch it. So what you're saying is a really great topic. I mean, we, you know, in Portland, I don't know how it is in Florida, but in Portland, we have a ton of post and beam construction out here. And it's 36, 48, 24. Our, our joist spans can jump all over the place. Um, I actually had a homeowner recently go to a neighbor's house for a laundry room floor and notice that the tile that the other company did was flush with the adjoining hardwood. Mm. So they, the homeowner called me and said, hey, how come we have a transition here? How come your tile is, is, is higher and on my neighbors, it's flush. And I said, well, it's post and beam. And no offense to the other company, but they didn't do an approved method over there. So right. these are things that, you know, we did an approved method that has a warranty. And I explained that to them. So as far as substrates go, wall, floor, exterior, interior, doesn't matter. As soon as you touch it, you own it. And that, that's a good point. And that's usually what I what – I tell these these guys out there or when I actually want to go on and do an inspection because they get into that argument left and left and right so uh, anyway um, what kind of advice would you give installers out there today and what I, let's let's make it a two-part question what would you give new guys starting out versus experienced guys starting out definitely that you already haven't give <laughs> right 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 definitely get to know your reps in your area all of them it doesn't matter if it's Mape, Laticrete, uh, Weedy, Schluter. It, I mean, it doesn't matter what company it is, Ardex, whatever. Get to know your reps. 
people in this trade need to understand that the, the reps, the representatives for the companies are out there for us. They'll, they, you know, if they don't answer their phone, they'll call you back. They'll come yep. to your job site. Heck, they, if you need help, you can tell, they'll help you for a couple hours, you know? Right. Um, so my first thing would be get to know your reps. My second bit of advice would be this. Read the back of the bag. Read the back of the container. Read up. Study up on the products that you're using. You know, I mean, I, I remember mixing thinset when I first started and, and, and how I had tennis elbow for the first couple months because I was mixing my thinset too thick to put backer board down. And it's, su- it's so interesting because now, especially with products these days, you and I have previously talked in this conversation about mm-hmm. how products are changing, things are changing. What that means is things are getting more complicated. It's not like yep. like things are getting any easier. The products are getting more complicated. So, oh, yeah. And that's because it's because what we're setting, the application, I mean, curbless showers and floor heat and, and heated benches and, and all and steam showers, all this chaos, it's getting a lot more complicated out there. So if you read the back of the bag, it's going to tell you how to mix it. It's going to tell you the ratio. We we measure all of our water here when we mix when we mix mud. Um, we measure our water when we mix grout, which is extremely important. If, if your yep. grout isn't isn't accurate in color, I'm going to ask you: Did you measure your water? Because if you didn't, that's on you. You know. So my that that would be some advice that I would give. Um, get on the forums and try to hook up with somebody who's a gamer in this, who's, who's known in this industry, get Carl, get, get the flashes number, get my number, get uh, Tom Hobbell, Robert Davis, who's just an incredible installer and an incredible person, get his number and call as often as you need to with, you know, with questions so that you're not putting yourself in a situation where you're unfamiliar with, with the product or the application it's very important to uh, get to know the people that like, like, you know, like me that are out there to help my last little bit of advice, which doesn't have anything to do with the setting side, but I've said this a couple times, go talk to an accountant and learn how to pay your taxes. Good advice. (laughs) Yeah. I've been in, I've been in that situation. So that's definitely great advice. (laughs) Me too. And I think I think a lot of small businesses, uh, you know, regardless of whether you're a tile setter or or what you do, uh, it's um, it, it's it's a big issue. So that's a whole show, actually. <laughs> we talk absolutely about it. it is, and that, you know, um, that's that's an important that's an important topic right there. Absolutely is. Oh, you know, absolutely. Uh, I want to get into something real quick here. Uh, we we do have some time left, and that is, I'm sure I, I know you're familiar with what Pasha's doing up there. Uh, with these mm-hmm. with these showers, what you and we've had a whole show on that. Actually, we've done a couple of shows on this issue, and it's becoming quite a um, controversial topic, I should say. Um, uh, what, what's your thoughts on that? Oh man, you know, you're you're speaking of the marble and shower floors. Um, yes. Gosh, I, I I'm at a point now where with something like that, I I, I would almost turn a job down to avoid it. I think that there's, I mean, it's similar to like, if a customer says to me, I want three by six white subway and black grout. I say, there's an installer out there that'll do it for you. It's not me. And I think that, uh, yeah, it's not me. Um, 
But I think this is a similar deal because Posh is doing really great things. And I know you've, you've been a huge help, which is, I commend you for that. Cause this is a, this is a big topic with all of the, I mean, marble showers, steam, very expensive installs. there, very expensive yep. products. Um, I think that, you know, I probably wouldn't install that product until, until it, uh, some sort of a spec sheet comes out that, that shows how to install in a wet area and not get this, this discoloration and spotting. Absolutely. And, you know, the, the jury's still out as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I'm leaning towards one way or the other, but, you know, like I said, there's, he's doing a, some great work doing, doing some of that testing and, you know, we need guys like him that, that are able to step up, step up and do it. And people like you that are out there, you know, spreading the word and giving, giving advice. So it's just, it, it, it's a Absolutely. great, it's, it's, it's a great thing. I mean, I've been in this business almost 40 years now and we didn't have this back in the day. And so this is where social media is, you know, definitely worth, uh, worth the, uh, worth the effort and worth the time. Absolutely. Well, Jason, anything else you want to share with us before we before we let you go? Uh, you know, no, I, I I think I want to you know obviously I want to say thank you for the opportunity to to have this conversation with you and um you know I, I I'm this whole ride that I've been on for the last three and a half four years has been really incredible. I mean, I, I my life has changed dramatically. Uh, I went from being a guy out there that was you know, pretty unhappy set and tile to now, you know, I get to do these really, I get to do exciting projects that I, that I help design. Um, I love all of the relationships that I've built in the industry with people all over the country um, and some in, you know, in, in other countries. Um, I'm just totally humbled by the last three and a half, four years of my life. So, you know, I, I want to say thank you to everybody that is, that has helped me um, get to where, where I am now. I think that things are going to continue to change. And I think that, you know, with uh, the, the, the forums out there and with the products changing, everything going on, um, it's, it's a really exciting time for the small tile, con- the small business owners like myself. You know, the, the larger companies have driven the market for such a long time. And I really feel that this surge of young talent, this surge of, small business contractors with, you know, Instagram and Facebook. And I really think that we're, we're taking a hold and that we're going to be the engine of this industry going forward. So um, I think it's amazing if you're, if you're a tile setter out there and you know, you're, you're in a bad spot and and you you want a a little momentum going forward, jump on to tile geeks, global tile posse, um, tile love, get involved. You know, look into getting certified. Uh, you know, look into being an NTCA member. Call me. Call the Flash. You know, there's there's a huge, huge industry out there. Um, if you're not tapped in, get tapped in, and uh, it'll change things for you. I guarantee it. And I also, real quick, want to say thank yes, you to my crew. I want to say thank you oh, to my yes. crew because I wouldn't be able to take an hour to talk to you and and have this conversation if it wasn't for my brother, Jeremy and Brandon. Um, every one of those guys is world-class at what they do. Uh, they help me every day to continue to, to grow. And, and they also allow me to be able to take the time to go to the shows with coverings and surfaces and uh, TSP. Um, I could not do any of this without them. So uh, 
I just wanted to say thanks to my crew. Oh, great. Well, we appreciate it. And I'll also mention that, uh, you know, the information you give out is is just invaluable to setters, uh, even if you don't believe we landed on the moon. <laughs> I had to throw that in there. I'm sorry. I love it. That's fantastic. <laughs> Those who those who don't know what that joke is, you've got to you've got to look at your videos, and then you'll know what it's all about. That's right. But anyway, Jason, That's thank right. you. It was great. You gave out some great information, and uh, I'll probably see you at the show next year. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you so much for the opportunity, and we'll see you online. All right. Take care, Jason. Bye bye. Thanks, boss. Oh, that was a great interview. Uh, again, let me mention that the uh, if you go to Facebook, you can look up uh, Jason's um, uh, his personal Facebook, which is Jason McDaniel, or uh, better yet, the GTP, which stands for Global Tile Posse. And you just type that into the search thing on Facebook, you'll you'll get to that. A lot of a lot of great information there, as well as Tile Geeks, uh, some of the other ones that are out there as well. Um, also, you know, check out. Uh, uh, my buddy Luke Miller show, The Tile Money, a uh, really good show as well. Okay, I'm going to wrap things up here today, folks. Uh, I just want to remind everybody that I do have a a, a YouTube channel now that, that has a uh, video blog for the Stone and Tile. It, it's a short video blog, a few minutes long, and uh, you might want to check it out. Uh, if you have a question to send me, uh, again, F Houston, that's F-H-U-E-S-T-O-N at gmail.com. Uh, I'm always looking for some great interviews like the one we just did with Jason. So if anybody's interested, uh, go ahead and send me an email, F-Houston, F-H-U-E-S-T-O-N at gmail.com. Uh, you can check out my website, which is stoneforensics.com. And uh, we'll, we'll talk to everybody next Wednesday. In the meantime, everybody have a safe weekend. Take care. <laughs>